Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not entirely sure what happened there. It automatically went on and put <laughs> us live on Facebook for Wrestling Travel Podcast episode 28. Welcome to the show. My name is Danny and we first of all want to start off with some sad news that we had um, earlier this week with one of our wrestling travel travellers who travelled with us for WrestleMania 35 and was due um, to travel with us again in the future, Peter Jago, who unfortunately passed away earlier, um, well, we believe it was earlier this week, but we found out earlier this week, um, unfortunately, there. Of course, many of the wrestling travel family that were on that trip, including our man here justin was uh, of course around and um, peter for that trip and um, obviously made good friends and made um, a lot of great memories with him um but justin do you, you want to tell us a little bit about peter because i've spoken to him on the phone a few times just obviously about the trip and everything there uh, but i mean you've actually met him in person what, what, what was peter he like? was the first wrestling travel traveler i believe i met um, I came across from Wisconsin, about an 18 to 20 hour journey driving out to WrestleMania. It was a Thursday night before. And uh, of course, um, the, our owner, Lee McIntyre, says, Hey, we're all hanging out down at this bar. It's about, I got checked in the hotel. It's a couple blocks down. Come, come hang out. And, uh, you know, I'm dog tired. And I walk in and I haven't heard a British accent in years so mm. jago's talking to me and his good friend ross mcmillan is there ross from scotland so and you know with music and everything going on and one of the first things after he introduced and tells me he's like he introduced himself as jago and i'm going what I, I, and i thought i'm thinking some type of uh name british name that i'm like oh i just don't understand it and he goes no it's jago like in this game, whatever. And then he just points at me and he's like, you don't have a drink in your hand. And I'm like, oh, brother, if I put a drink in my hand, I'm going to I'm gonna sleep right here at the bar. You know, but that, that was him, man. That was the first thing he wanted to do was um, it wasn't about, hey, I'm Jack. It was like, hey, we're all having a drink. Why don't you have a drink in your hand? What, you know, and I'm working for the company at this time and this guy wants to buy me a drink um sight unseen just because hey this is justin with wrestling travel and man just the laughter that you know everybody that was around him it was just uh uh it was one of those guys if you're hanging out with your buddies and across the the way of the bar or wherever you're at he's hanging out with his buddies you're going Man, I, I want to hang out with those guys. Uh, just a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. And, man, I was honored to have shared that WrestleMania trip with those guys um, anyway. But, man, it really makes it a huge honor that we got to go. And I, I was talking to you guys privately, and I'm like, there's got to be, you know, I, we're, we're definitely going to raise a glass to, to, to Peter when we're back at WrestleMania, the next trip that we can. Um, but I feel, I feel like, man, it's one of those guys that no matter what you do, you feel like, oh, there should be more we could do for him. So it's just it absolutely, um, with everything I had going on 
in my family life this week, uh, that one dropped like a bomb because it's he's one of those guys that you don't ever, you know, yeah, nothing ever going to happen to him. He's tough. He's this and that. So, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, just, just a lot of great memories. And he, he stood out literally because he's the first guy that I talked to. So, and I know, I know a lot of those gentlemen and ladies on that trip are still reeling and, and rightfully so will be reeling for a while because, uh, you know, I met him for a small sliver of time. We were friends on Facebook and stuff, but these are the guys that, that, you know, lived and hung out with them. So all my best to everybody. I know you're struggling now. If, if you're seeing this, uh, it's a huge blow and my thoughts and my prayers are not enough for you, but they're sometimes it's all we can give. So uh, I just, what, what a guy. Yeah. No seen all, uh, the comments as well from some of those other guys that were on the trip, uh, guys, I think like Wes, Viren, uh, Lewis. I'm just to uh, some names at the top of my head that I've seen from uh, from the last week. They've all uh, obviously had their say and, and pretty much said what you said there, JC, about just how much of a great guy he was and uh, you know how much great time they spent with him. And uh, obviously, it is a shock that uh, unfortunately that he's uh, he's no longer with us. But there, but of course, all of our thoughts. Our prayers, everything that we can send to the family and friends of Peter, and we certainly uh, send those out. Um, if those old guys reach out, man. If you want to just talk wrestling or, or anything, reach reach out to me, whoever you know. I, I know you guys are all busy too, but you guys love to talk wrestling. But if you ever need, I mean, this is this is the time of this society and the world we're living in is. Um, reach out and even just to get your head off let's let's laugh let's do something let's cry let's uh, uh it doesn't matter if you're where you are but you know i mean within reason reach out i'm talking about these guys Let, let's let's talk wrestling i mean what the, the fact that we can all go on this journey from all these different points around the world meet up at a wrestling event and then go on from there and I can watch on Facebook and watch all these bonds and friendships develop. Uh, it just says a lot about the sport that we all love and the, and the fans. I've always said the fans of pro wrestling uh, are always there. Help, look what happens when uh, somebody needs something. They all step up. I mean, <laughs> I, I just, it just says a lot about that, that bond. And it was, it's, it's hard. It's a hard week. And it'll be hard, but, but what a guy. Yeah, most certainly what a guy. But uh, we've got a special guest waiting in the, the waiting room at the minute, and it is one of our wrestling travel travelers. Well, he's not traveled with us just yet. He's had his recent trip, of course, last year to Tampa, which uh, ended up deferring to this year. But, of course, with everything that's going on at the moment, it is now deferred to next year. So still waiting for his WrestleMania dream to happen we're joined by david clancy david welcome to the wrestling travel podcast how's it going hey it's hey, <laughs> a pleasure to uh, to have you on and of course you are booked on for wrestlemania in dallas next year but uh, of course you were booked on for for tampa for wrestlemania 36 of course you're all looking forward to that yeah. everything is coming uh, 
with that. I mean, how did it feel sort of the first time when it sort of came about that obviously you weren't able to go? I was, um, I suppose when we, we, we heard that it was all getting put off and no fans or anything like that, it was, it was disheartening. But at the same time, when you do it for the first time, you want it to be the full spectacle. You want it to be the, the kind of, you know, wow. And it was, it was our first trip to America as well. So we're kind of, it was all new to us and that basically so that's even why this year we were kind of like okay next year is probably better like and then they announced dallas and i was like i nearly jumped off the chair when i watched that video but <laughs> <laughs> yeah no okay, it'll be, be great so good yeah. have you you haven't been before did you say sorry no no i've never been to like my only my only holiday in my entire life was uh in 2008 i went to australia to meet the who's my wife now her parents that and that's it like i've never been on a holiday since we had kids then you, it suddenly became very expensive to go to australia from ireland um <laughs> and uh so we we kind of this is this was the first and even mark the, the the lad that's going with me he's um he booked with g first and I remember him texting me and kind of going, oh, I'm after booking Mania. Like, and I was like, really? Okay. Mm. How would you do this? And next week he sent me on your website and everything. I was like, hmm, I wonder, can I get on this trip now? And was, that's, that's where it all kicked off then. So it was when it was the fact of having Mark going, um, the fact of like looking at your website and, and some of the videos that run it, everyone having a blast and a laugh and you're amongst wrestling fans. Like what better way to kind of be at WrestleMania than surrounded by everyone that wants to be at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And uh, our man here, Justin, who's uh, one of our wrestling travel representatives was on the trip, uh, WrestleMania 35. So you may have seen him in some of those videos. I'm not sure if he, uh, uh, if he does appear but uh of course it is an absolute blast in terms of the trip that we uh that we oh, I, do i actually just watched a video on your facebook page there about an hour ago of your man when edge came out with the rumble last year it was like it was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> so no, brilliant. no I, can't, I can't wait for dallas like it'll be it'll be and I, I i said it to yourself in the email you know surely dallas has been shoved in the middle there just because they want to get the undertaker into the hall of fame and we're better to do it like makes sense yeah. makes sense <laughs> yeah no absolutely but uh david just in terms of your so obviously experience with, with wrestling travel obviously looking ahead i mean what's the one thing that you're sort of most looking forward to coming up obviously with the trip going ahead first and foremost but what, yeah. what about the trip are you looking forward to the most uh, does, does, does a lot of it really like the I watched um, your podcast last week and you, Justin said that he had like Vicky Guerrero lined up and he had Jim Duggan lined up for the SmackDown. And I was like, geez, I remember watching Jim Duggan when I was like knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> so like my first experience with wrestling, even though I obviously don't remember it, but I've been told the story enough times was WrestleMania four. My father had me sitting on his lap. I wouldn't even have to turn him one. Like, <laughs> and then that was just kind of like from there i wrestling the whole way since then i've followed wrestling the whole way through i've through the monday night wars and we we didn't even have the channel for um 
WWE at the time in my house. So what it was was you had raw scrambled but audio, and then you had like nitro on the free air in, in channel five <laughs> and stuff like that. So it was <laughs> it's all been kind of like the fact of actually getting there when I had chill, like it's always been a dream to go to Mania, but when you have kids, then it's you know, and I have two special needs kids, so it's kind of like the 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 size of it, the noise of it, they, they wouldn't be able to manage it. So it's not even a case of I can pack up the kids and say, all right, we're going on a family trip, which is for your father. But So it's kind of like that way. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting over and enjoying, kind of being able to relax and enjoy it and, and, and have a holiday, even that, like, especially with everything that's happened the last year and, and, and what we still look like we're in the middle of now at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, no, certainly. But uh, obviously, you just mentioned there about the sort of surprises that Justin um, had lined up there for the trip that was upcoming last time. But uh, Justin, is there any insight about what we could expect for, for Dallas at all at this time? Um, you know, here's the thing. I, those surprises I gave out because of it, it, it's past the point and I wanted to give them out because – a hundred percent, David. You would have met Vicky Guerrero upon getting into the hotel. Um, you would have watched SmackDown with uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, you, you would have met the Nasty Boys um, at our pre-show party. Um, but all I can say is, we're going to hopefully, uh, if I can retain. Now, Vicky Guerrero is going to be tough now because now she's signed to AEW. Um, but some of these legends. Uh, I'm going to do my best to get everybody I can out there. You, you would have met, uh, uh, you would have watched WrestleMania with uh, Brian Pillman Jr. He would have came out and sat with us, you know. But now, of course, Pillman, uh, you, at, at that time, you might have known his dad and might not. So, and Alicia Atut was going to join us in some capacity. And I was always trying to make, and uh, Stewie's man, Dwayne Gill, was going to join us uh, for a little <laughs> while as well. Um, Gilbert. <laughs> what, I, what I'm going to try to do is try to keep those those surprises surprises, but just let you know that it's uh, putting those puzzle pieces together is is the fun part of the job and being able to do it. But let me ask you this, David: if you could meet somebody who's currently not under contract, like a legend, uh, uh, who who would be somebody out there that you'd be like, man, this would be cool to meet? Who are some who's who's on your dream dream list? Oh, well, the Undertaker. The Undertaker is obviously the biggest dream because I followed his entire career, but he is still under contract. Um, to be honest, any like this, like most of the ones I would have watched or would have been say the main stars for me are still somewhat linked to WWE or AEW or even TNA. Like I was kind of, I kind of going back to when I was can say, remember watching wrestling, the likes of the Hogan's and the warriors and then we're finishing up, you know, it was, it was the next generation was coming along and it's there's some, like we went to Bret Hart on a thing here in, in Ireland in, in Cork with, um, or, um, uh, Inside the ropes or outside inside the ropes, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, he, so he done. We went to see that. We saw Edge on that up in Dublin. Um, 
to be honest, meeting anyone will be awesome. Like that's just mm. yeah, that's the thing about it. Like and 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 probably the fact that it's a surprise. I think when I booked, when I booked, they told me this the year before I booked was James Storm was at the party or something. That's a good story too. I won't tell it here, but <laughs> James, no, no, not because it's just it's long, but James oh, Storm basically saved our bacon. And basically, uh, you know, without James Storm, I don't believe that wrestling travel sticks with this stupid American guy that they got with talent. But that was a uh he he's a legend for just coming in and doing what he did. But yeah, can you imagine your at a pre-show, pre-show at a bar, having free food, having beverages, whether they were adult or or soft drinks, and in walks James Effin Storm, and he's hanging out. It was it was a blast. I can and, I can I can imagine the cheer of beer money going yeah, out. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing: sometimes you know I'm going to bring in guys that are guys and girls that you're like, hang on, I don't really know who they are. They might be on the independent scene, but you know, like, like, look at how many people would have known Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, just from his namesake, and and you guys being over in the UK, and I know he hadn't been over there that much, but then all of a sudden, you turn on, you, you have this awesome trip with wrestling travel, you meet all kinds of cool friends, and then all of a sudden, you turn on AEW Dynamite, and that's the dude that was at the pre-show party that I wish I would have went up and shook his hand more or whatever. So we're always trying to bring, you know, yeah, uh, we're bringing whatever we can. Of course, you know, guys got to make money too. And I don't want to, the undertaker would wipe out our budget for the next 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> we brought him in, but maybe we can get, uh, we can get Brian Lee to dress up the under faker. You know, maybe uh, we can do that. Hey, thinking. <laughs> We're gonna get Mad Dog Mike Angus as our knockoff Sergeant Slaughter. That's it. Yeah, that's I was gonna say you need to get the real Sergeant, get Sergeant Slaughter involved. He'd be great. Oh, and, I've been uh, talks with Sergeant. He he can't do it because of his contract. With maggots, the... maggots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Smash from Demolition. Barry Darso is is a great guy to have a drink with. He's got some cracking stories. So uh, yeah, that, that's a good one to have a few beers with. And uh, Fred Ottman as well. Tugboat. He's uh, another good one to have a few beers with. <laughs> No, lots, lots of options. But yeah, of course, for the WrestleMania trip, David, again, all other things include as well your tickets, of course, your transfers, flights, everything that comes with that. As soon as you uh, obviously get to the airport, you're uh, pretty much covered um, for wrestling uh, for, for the whole week. Yeah, um, like it's it, you, you it's set up real cool, like the way you have, you know, the, the payment options and everything. So it does give people the chance, especially over like, you know, when you're in England or Ireland, like it's, it's, it, it's always like it's expensive to go to America, yeah. And then the normal everyday life things for people. So it is brilliant to rest travelers there, like and and we 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 definitely wouldn't be doing this trip without wrestle travel. Like that's that's a fact. Like you that's know, my so. favorite favorite part of wrestling travel is is that it's easier on your pocketbook by splitting that up because especially now with. Her, with since 2020 it's like man i can't we got to be able to pay payments you know there's just too much well, the, um, i think the thing about us is we haven't even got to mania we've already had a conversation about wrestle kingdom 
So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, it's already the kind of, we'll, we'll enjoy Mania, don't get me wrong, but it's already the kind of, where are we going next? Where's the next <laughs> stop? Like, you know? You're just taking off that bucket list. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's the thing. I thought the likes of Mania was gone off my bucket list because obviously with kids and that, I said, oh, geez, I'm never, never going to get to this. And then, and then this all happened, and I was kind of like, oh, wait, it is happening. Then we got the itinerary last year, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, I was on the phone to Mark. We were talking. I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about something for about an hour. And and the itinerary had come up. Like, it was obviously, it was the 22nd. Um, it was Everyone was to have their itinerary by the 27th. It was a Saturday, the 22nd. And I think I had hung up five minutes, and I checked my email, and here was the itinerary. And I just text Mark, check your email. Next minute, we were back on the phone. I, I'm lucky I wasn't divorced that day. Like, we, just, we, we just literally sat on the phone going, oh, look what's here. Look what's here. We Google Maps on one screen, the itinerary on another screen, scrolling through. Oh, this show is going to be on there. Oh, geez, we haven't enough time in the day for this. Like, Yeah, you so, know what? You got to catch up on your sleep right before you go because there's all kinds of shows going on. Uh, and even then, um, Mark Mark texts me. I text Mark after WWE's YouTube video about the Dallas, and it was like, I sent Mark a text. We're going to Dallas, so he was asleep at this stage. This is like what, <laughs> o'clock at night here or something. And texts me the next morning. He goes, "Wait, what?" And then he then he sends me on um, a link um, to um, the John Wayne experience. Nice. And I was kind of like that logo looks familiar like and it was the, the logo of the john wayne experience website and i was like and next one i noticed um i recently my father passed away in 2018 with a heart attack so i decided to for my father I, my father was a big western fan big john wayne mm -hmm. fan and i got a tattoo from right and you won't see it but in the tattoo there's a jw right kind of down low right and it's actually that website's logo, your one used that designed this tattoo to try and implement oh, a John Wayne into the tattoo. Like, so I was kind of like, Jesus, almost fate I'm heading this direction. Like, you know, so there's, there's like even that's outside of wrestling, but it's, it's kind of, it's probably something I will go and look at that museum, like while I'm there, because that would have been like something that he would have definitely loved to do, you know, that kind of way. It's an amazing story that that it's sort of come, even though with the cancellations of the trip, it's sort of come round that you're now going to be going to to somewhere, uh, of course, where your your father's a big fan. See, that's incredible. Yeah. So that's I and that's and that's the thing. Even my wife was kind of half asleep the night I was listening to that video, and she was like, "Oh, you're not going to get to go to Hollywood." And I was like, "Shh, shh. Why are they in Dallas? What's going on here?" Like, and next minute <laughs> they announced that Dallas is twenty two, and I was like. Undertaker to Hall of Fame, definitely. And that's all I was like. And then I was thinking, like, oh yes, we'll have tickets to Hall of Fame. This is gonna be brilliant. Because I've never seen The Undertaker live. I was late in life even getting to the WWE events in, in Ireland. Like, so the Undertaker wasn't doing the international trips then. So I was kind of like, surely he'll be the main attraction, and then he'd at least do the entrance. That's all I want to see is the entrance. Just show me the entrance. Have the fiend appear behind them or something, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you know. Booking yes. it now as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll book it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, ultimate, the, ultimate, 
the ultimate booking for me would have ever been is to have Sting and Taker in a not fight, but in a face off, and then have the lights go out and the fiend just kind of come up between the three to two of them. That would have just I I'd have loved that segment like. I'd have probably watched it. I don't, they'd have got at least a million views off me on Facebook, on YouTube. Let <laughs> 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 no, uh, me, I want to jump in before Danny lets you go, but uh, on behalf of Wrestling Travel, David, I got I to gotta thank you. Uh, I mean, you're probably wondering why, but it's we're in the middle of a global pandemic and so many things are out of our hands. But having people like you that were able to go, Hey, you know what? We can't go this time. We'll go next time. Guys that just don't, um, you, you, you know, don't give up on us and don't give up on wrestling. The fact that I mean, we're going to do it, we're going to do it big. It's just, we're, we're, we're handcuffed like the rest of the world. So it's, All it's right. guys like you, uh, that make that, that are wrestling travel, you know, at the end of the day, we're ju I'm just trying to orchestrate something awesome and experience, for you guys and because i've traveled on my own before i even knew uh before wrestling travel even existed but this is uh we think we got a great thing going but we'd be nothing without uh you guys and it's really proven in this this pandemic where we can't travel that it's guys like you that that, that you know keep us going every day so we appreciate you oh cheers uh, no like it was it was when when it was announced it was it was it was an easy decision for us because we kind of looked at it and goes, right, what happens if you if you, if you get a refund? Like, you just spend that money on something rubbish like that's gone. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, so it's kind of, no, leave it there and we go next year. And then when next year didn't happen, oh, we go next year. And it's and to us, it didn't matter. It's just kind of like, oh, it's paid for now. It's even more you get the excitement of from now till next year. It's kind of constantly sitting there going, um, you know that I don't have to worry about it, but I know it's coming around the corner. It's 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 something to look forward to. It's something to, and that's kind of like as I was saying to you, Danny, in the, the emails about the podcasting we want to do. Like that's the kind of thing we're trying to track out is people with that story that are in the same boat, or any story. Maybe somebody wants to talk to us. That's you know has been to WrestleMania, has experienced that. Like, and it's kind of it's just allow you know everyone could talk whatever way they want to talk about it it's it's kind of like it's your story everyone's story is different like my story would be different to mark's even though we're due to go together but yet he has his feelings about how he feels about it all being cancelled and he's excited as well he's looking forward to going to mania he's a bit probably shyer than i am because he he was like oh yeah you can do you can do video stuff. I uh, I'm okay as the background guy, but <laughs> but it's I was like, no, he's looking forward to it, he, and and I'm looking forward to it, and I think like we don't even know each other our entire lives. So we just kind of came across each other by fluke. So it's kind of it's not like we went to school together or anything like that. It was later on in life he was working with my wife, and I just happened to be chatting to him one day, and he said, "Oh, I watch wrestling." And I was like, "Really?" It's like, God. Because I, I live where I live in, in Ireland, like it's it's you know, there wouldn't be a massive wrestling following. It, it's 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 small enough. It's it, you you would have it in Cork, you'd have it in Dublin, them kind of places, but you don't have it in Tipperary. <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly not. But uh but David, we do uh have to uh, let you go at this moment, but we would absolutely love to uh 
to get you back on in the future, of course. You've got your podcast that is in, uh, that is coming soon, of course. Um, yep. uh, we were almost surpass our podcast. Don't hey, don't steal both of our viewers, please. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, David, no, it's been absolutely fantastic to speak with you. We'd love to get you on again, um, in the yep. future. I'm sure we will uh, obviously speak again soon on the on the emails there to discuss anything further. But no, thank you very much for taking the time to join no, us. No, thank you for having me on. Cheers. Nice one, Have a great time on the trip, Dave. Oh, we'll do. Cheers. Thanks a million. Everything's bigger in Dallas. That's what they say, isn't it? Everything is bigger everywhere than Clamel. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic. There, David Clancy joining us. WrestleMania 2022 in Dallas, Texas. And I'm certainly hoping that he'll have a, a wonderful time. Indeed, but before we get on to our next guest, just a few comments in the comments section. Lewis Young wants to say hi to everybody on the uh, the podcast today. Uh, Franco Varga, reach out for real. I think that was in relation to your Justin's uh, um, words before with, um, obviously, during this tough time. Now, we're all here, of course, if you want to speak about anything. If it's about wrestling, we're happy to... Uh, to discuss we've got rashid as well saying hello to well he's saying hello to me hello rashid how are you doing and um, there and uh, sonny garner hey up the lads we're here again indeed every thursday at four um rashid says he's going to tell vicky guerrero off so rashid <laughs> kind of went off the rails there i don't yeah, know about- yeah he even started calling you out eddie He's calling me in, is he? Oh, well. He's also asking what time we're flying out from Manchester. Uh, where are you, where are you guys going? <laughs> he's booked on from Dallas as well, is, is Rashid. So he's, uh, of Can course... Can we get the time of the out right now, please? <laughs> I am not getting any comments today. I'm getting bits and bobs, but it's not all the stuff you've got. Anyway, where are you getting all these comments from? <laughs> So it's on it's on a thing called Facebook, Madam. <laughs> Never heard of it, mate. Never heard of it. Uh, but yeah, she travelled with us for uh, for Dallas. Um, uh, the details of the flights, etc., will be released in due course. I believe that we will be announcing the uh, the hotel next week as well. So some exciting um, news there. Um, so, yeah, that does wrap up the comments, I can see, for this time. Um, but next, we do have another guest joining us from Powered 4 TV, Mr. John Scott. Uh, John, welcome to the podcast, my friend. It's nice to have you. Hello. Ready to rumble. I am. 1997, check it out. I'm pumped for Sunday, isn't it? <laughs> going to be good. Absolutely. I cannot wait. Bring it on indeed. But I believe that, of course, there was a, an announcement made a few days ago by WWE that the WWE Network will now be moving on to Peacock. Now, personally, I've never heard of Peacock. I'm guessing you guys in the States um, have heard of Peacock, of course. And WWE moving the network over there in a deal worth $1 billion. That is correct. $1 billion. So I'm going to open it up. I'll start with USP3. I mean, what do you think of that deal? What an amazing deal. So I think I said this like two, three, four years ago. I said that WWE doesn't care about us fans, doesn't care about what we want. 
All they care about is the bottom line. Since then, they signed, I think it was $250, $500 million uh, deal with NBC Universal. They signed a $500 million deal with Fox and then $1 billion over five years for the WWE Network to move over to Peacock. I think that this shows that Visek Man, no matter how we feel about him creatively, business-wise, he still holds the moniker of the greatest of all time. He is one of the greatest businessmen of all time. You want to know why? Because WWE creatively is some of the worst wrestling I've seen in my life. <laughs> and they're getting paid for it. They're getting paid for mediocrity. They meet mediocrity on a weekly basis, and they get paid astronomical deals. This is just the Jedi mind trick of business that you, the greatest that you will ever see in any of our lifetimes. I think that this is brilliant by WWE. This is good for wrestling fans. We're getting $5 off a month by moving to Peacock. I actually have a reason to watch the Saved by the Bell reboot. So all is good when it comes to me with the WWE moving over to Peacock. That's lovely that you were uh, very happy with it there, SP3. <laughs> uh, but Stewie, what about yourself? Of course, what do you think of that uh, that I, deal? I want it for four ninety nine, but we're stuck. We're stuck <laughs> with the, the original over here. But I know they've took on not just WWE, the Premier League's on there as well. So Peacock, Peacock, they mean business, don't they? They've took, uh, they've got, they've got like a lot of games on there. But yeah, four ninety nine. That's with adverts, though, isn't it? But yeah. That's that's a superb price point that is. And if you know if you want to stick to 999, you can no adverts. So for you guys over there who spent a fortune on pay-per-view for God knows how many years, I used to count myself lucky over here. We didn't pay for pay-per-view for so long. So I think it's nice, nice for you guys to get a half decent price point. Yeah, there's there's my little views, but I, I want it for 499. Why can't I have it? <laughs> why why not? Like, come on. Get a VPN or something, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Stewie, do you think like do you think there's any services over here that, that the network might go on? Do you think there's anything it could, uh, it could link to? Maybe a powered four TV. I was going to say that. You never, you never, <laughs> you never know. Mister Mister Scott would be very happy. With that. Yeah, there you go. They're on, they're on the blower. On the phone. <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, I just what what a, what a deal! Look, look at the amount. I mean, like SP3 says, look how much money they're throwing at it. And wrestling, wrestling's allegedly dead. Look how many people maybe you've got Peacock that were wrestling fans years ago. They might you know they might tune back in now because they've got it. They've got it available. It's there for them. So you might get you might get some casual fans back as well. So the possibilities are endless. I think with this, it's uh, fantastic for you guys over there in the US. Absolutely. And John, what about yourself? Obviously, you've got your streaming service, Powered 4 TV. What, what do you make of this particular deal for, for WWE and Peacock? I think it's a, a fantastic deal for WWE. Um, much like SB3 said, this is, you know, a time. Imagine, imagine if they sold this in the Attitude Era, how much money they would have made then. But, yeah, we're not in a great time for WWE content, but they're still able to go out. One One thing that's really worth pointing out is the fact that because a lot of people are getting confused with, you know, the shows Raw and SmackDown are going over and, and that kind of thing. Um, obviously, that's not the case. Um, this is just for the WWE Network. And if I'm honest, um, I think the WWE Network has gone as, as far as it could. 
they don't seem to be able to pick up any more casual fans. Um, yes, they always do well on their quarter financials because they always give out that free month. So they make it look good on their record books for that. But realistically, they're not making any more. So I, I think it's it's kind of run its course. What I am really fascinated is is the fact that you've got Fox that you know are gonna be are gonna have to in a way advertise for NBC because obviously NBC are, are, are own Peacock. This is their expansion. They have, they're a big company. They obviously realise they've got to get on the streaming network to keep up with the competitors. Um, but but realistically, that means Fox has now got to promote their competitor in uh, an NBC product for their pay-per-views. So I, I would imagine, not now, but further down the line, that WWE will start selling their pay-per-views. I think like the top four, whether you can call it a top four, but Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam and Survivor Series, I think they'll be sold to a package deal with somebody else, like a third party. I think that'll come off the network altogether. Um because they could do that, but obviously they're going to have to make Survivor Series a lot better than it's been in the recent years. They're going to have to make it feel important again. But that wouldn't surprise me because, and the other thing as well is I'm interested to see how much of the network that's on there now remains on Peacock. Like, will they take out certain things? Um, you know, we all know about the whole Benoit stuff. Obviously, they don't make light of it, but that's going to be a, a thing to think about as well. And obviously, they've got like other companies like... Um, you know, uh, that from the territories, I've heard that they're not all going to be going over. So we mm. might lose some stuff um, altogether. But I just want to throw it out there. Like the WWE Network in general, when it first come along, uh, certainly in my inner circle, we were all really looking forward to having a WWE Network. Like it was a dream. It's like Christmas had come early. And yeah. wow, you can go on and I can watch whatever I want. I haven't got to click DVDs. I haven't got to get videos anymore. Um, but that novelty, I don't know what it is, but it wore off really fast. Um, and I, I just don't think they've they've done the best with it. I don't think they market it very well on their shows every week. You know, they could easily throw out some stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I just think, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans have jumped on it, but anytime there's, there's like a deal done between Fox, I heard it all then, oh, WWE must be in trouble. It's a bad thing, blah, blah, blah. I actually think it's a good thing. I think they're going to pick up more audience on the Peacock network. Just imagine if it was like Netflix or Amazon, you've already got an account and now you get this wrestling. You're always going to check it out just for curious reasons. Comcast do own it and massive as well. They own Sky over here. It's run yeah. by Comcast. Comcast ain't. They're not playing around. They're not. They're not playing around with it at all. So I, I do take what you were saying there, though, John, about you know the the, the top four pay per views could be paid for a bit like uh, the UFC with ESPN Plus, where you pay for the big events, the big pay per views. So yeah, I didn't look at it like that, but you know, hopefully they can intrigue people and they can make a bit more money, as you say. I think that we are though maybe two three years away from them doing that with the pay-per-views because if they were going to do it realistically and logically they would have done it now they would have done it with this with this move over the peacock they would have said 4.99 you get the regular network ten dollars fifteen dollars they could have done it small and then build up to like the the bigger prices i think that now that they're doing this deal and they're saying there's no different for pay-per-views, they're going to stick with this $4.99 for better or worse for at least a year to two years. Guys, I was just going to ask, the thing I read said that they were uh, 
leasing the content to them. Is that right? So they're not, they've not actually sold it to them. They're leasing it. Is that right? So is it a limited time offer or is it something that's happening permanently? Uh, from what I heard, it was a, a deal. I didn't hear too much about them, them I thought it, leasing it to them. I thought it was over five years, the yeah. deal, initially. Yeah. Yeah, it's a five. It's a five-year deal. Five, uh, one billion dollars over five years. Mm. So, I mean, it's it's good. It's good on WWE's end, no matter how you do it, except for different particulars. I think that this is like a domino in something that's going to trickle down over a period of time for them because they did get ESPN upset with them with this deal because they could assign with ES ESPN Plus. So now ESPN is not going to be covering. WWE, they're not going to have Jonathan Coachman, who who's gone out publicly and say he's never wants to work with WWE again. Uh, they they they're not going to have this you know cushy relationship. You're not going to see Roman Reigns on first take every uh, three four months anymore. Now that this deal is in place because they pissed off ESPN, but it was smart on their end because you have this big deal with NBC, you have this big deal with Fox. You're gonna piss both of them off if you sign with ESPN. At least make one of them happy, and that's why they went with Peacock. Yeah, most certainly, Justin. What about yourself? Well, I, I've got a few questions to throw out that I hopefully John can kind of help me out with just to understand. First of all, um, you coming from the streaming world, and and uh, obviously uh, NBC Peacock has a, a bigger budget than than all of us but is there concern like like if you, if i have all this and this is my dumbness coming through if i have all this content from nbc all these shows and stuff is there a concern when i bring in this entire huge library let's say of everything that's if i brought in everything that's on the network right now is there a like i don't know if it's bandwidth is the word or servers or something is there does does stuff have to be beefed up when you're bringing over the thousands of hours of content? Uh, yeah, it would have to be. But like, come on, it's NBC. They're gonna. They've got the capacity. Yeah. They've got the. They got the finances to blow it out of the park. So, from what I've been told as well, like a friend of mine has Peacock, and he said it's it's very well put together. Like the way everything's set out. Right. But, Basically, as soon as, you know, you're just going to hit a channel and it's just going to be the WWE channel and it'll probably just come out pretty much like the network set up. I would imagine they'll put things on gradually um, would be my guess, but I'm guessing they'll just still have a live feed going as well um, for that. But yeah, I, I, one thing it's worth noting, I suppose, is that if WWE does really well and they do pick up you know, extra uh, customers they, they wouldn't normally get. Obviously, any new subscribers, they're not going to benefit from that now. They've, they've done their deal. So depending on how how well it does and how successful it is, because it is a kind of a very well-affordable budget, and you have it's not just wrestling exclusive. You've got everything else. Say by the bell. Go and check Say by the bell out. But go and check everything else out as well. Um, because it's, it's, it's something that I've, I've spoke a lot about as well with Powered 4 is that we don't, we don't just want to hit wrestling uh, in the long run. We want to hit other things as well. And we want that variety because, you know, look, I'm not um, foolish enough to think that everyone just wants to watch wrestling 24 seven, you know, like we, we've seen with WWE's content uh, in the last five years, it's too much is not always a great thing. So I think you have to, I think quality over quantity, if anything, I, I'm hoping that they, they pick out things more carefully this time. 
and they don't just plonk it all on there, like shelf it, because there's so much stuff that's collecting dust that you don't even know is on there um, because they don't do a very good job at advertising stuff. And yet they have three to what, seven hours a week of shows like TV shows. And yet they do very little promoting of the network. So this is going to lead me into my next few questions. So bear with me. Um, and, and this is for anybody because I don't think any one of us have the edge on this. But does this mean the end of uh, saving money for WWE? Does this mean they end the quote unquote original programming like uh, the ride along, the Corey Graves taking you to eat bull testicles in Colorado? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, check it yeah. out. Um, but I mean, does this mean that, that they save money by not doing these? Um, outside of the ring like the documentaries are awesome but like some of these other shows because i would imagine that casual fans maybe not going to be that into that i mean they've got them they've done them so air those but does that mean that we hopefully they can streamline and, and maybe concentrate more on the in-ring stuff and some of the outer ring stuff because it's on a, a peacock where you got so many facets of entertainment that you don't really need that does anybody who watches the network do you, do you think that'll happen guys to be fair they've already kind of phased out all those shows like that really the new the only new content besides uh pay-per-views and like nxt uk is the documentaries and podcast so and and from what i from what i heard on the deal they're not going to have like a live stream for the network anymore it's going to be like netflix it's going to be you you pick and choose what you want to watch you can binge watch something you could do it like that but there's not going to be like live like when you go on the network right now and they have a live feed there's not going to be any of that the only live feed is really going to be for the live pay-per-views from what i'm hearing with the deal the other thing with the deal that's interesting and it follows up from something that was reported on earlier in the week is about uh, NXT. And is NXT gonna still remain on the USA Network because NBC is gonna move hockey to the USA oh, Network. Matters, yeah. And that's gonna that's gonna conflict with, with NXT. But does this deal help out NXT now? So it's a lot of things. This is something that we're gonna probably be talking about for the next couple of months, similar to the Fox and the NBC deal, because I thought it was, uh, I think I think we had uh, Justin on True Hill Heat, and I thought it was hilarious when they did the Black Wednesday releases. Everybody was like, well, you know, it's a pandemic. You know, WWE, you know, they got to cut back somehow. They got to release some people. This company just made a billion dollars from two networks less than six months before this whole pandemic. How dare, how dare these brainwashed WWE fans believe that nonsense that the WWE, a billion dollar company, needed to release anybody. That's why I think if they release anybody now, it's going to be look even worse because that is $2 billion between three deals in the last 18 months. WWE is in such great shape and they're in such great shape for years and years to come with this deal. Uh, but, but the counterpoint to that is, and and I I agree with you 100. percent But I'm I'm glad they're not out there. Well, they are. I was to say they got MSK. I was to say some of the talent that they bring to them, and then they. And by the way, MSK, you know, you, your prediction last week was wrong. SP3, 
finally. What was what was uh, my prediction? I think your prediction was they were going to, or maybe it was you're going to run into the buzzsaw known as uh, Killian Dane, and uh, that Drake definitely Patrick. wasn't me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back back to the topic. Yeah, it's very because uh, they could they they they're going to lose footing in that war. I don't know what NHL ratings are versus NXT, but I would think that NHL ratings are probably going to be a little bit higher. So that would be uh, definitely an option, which they, they're going to lose any footing in the AEW. They're going to have to come up with stuff. Your, your guys is thinking that they if they go to pay-per-views where we're going to have to pay for them, uh, that higher tier again, then they're going to have to get off their creative asses and bring me, like you said, because I feel like uh, – you know, as much as I love WWE and we we love to go to WrestleMania and stuff, but some of these, your Survivor Series, somebody said, some of it's just like, hey, we're we're gonna take a powder here. You know, we're just that'll run because it's Survivor Series. We don't really need to put a whole lot into it. You do, but it's time that the fans start to go, hey, we want something for our money, you know. And, you know, if anybody's going to do mediocrity, we're going to do it right here on this podcast. You know, we're just not going to collect a billion dollars, of course. But, you know, we are trying to get back that stranglehold on mediocrity. I, I'm sick of WWE having it. The WWE owns it, owns it now. But that, that's that's the whole thing. Like, my, my biggest question with this deal was, how does this benefit Peacock? How does being uh, that's probably a best question I can ask to John is like you being someone that owns like a streaming site. How does Peacock get a return for their one billion dollar investment if they're not charging extra for pay per views? I I think that they're gonna they're gonna have advertisers come in. That's what they're gonna do. And WWE have got that kids market that demo like you know easy. Uh, they'll make it up. Trust me. That it looks like a lot of money now, but I, I believe Peacock will make that back within two and a half years, let alone five. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it it is crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, like you always hear something a couple of weeks after a deal's done, like they did with Fox. You always hear. Oh, Fox wasn't aware of this and Fox wasn't aware or, or USA wasn't aware, you know, because, again, you've, you're going to have Fox Smackdown shows eventually go on to the network, which is then produced by Peacock, which is their competitors, which is odd. And you're going to have the USA. So, so there's a lot of uh, interwinding stuff going on. Obviously, I'm sure somewhere <laughs> somebody had already suggested this, but it wouldn't surprise me the way WWE operate, the shrewdness of it all, if they just, let's just go for the deal. It's accessible now. We can do it. Done. Um, but yeah, it'll be very fascinating to see in the long run. Uh, to Justin's point as well about the, the whole um, selling it as a pay-per-view again, I agree. It, it's going to be hard to re-educate the fans, especially the WWE ones, to go out and, and buy a pay-per-view. Now, I believe... I've always felt this, and I know it's ridiculous because you know I'm gonna have to pay out my own pocket. But I do think they were they were ridiculous when they stopped charging for WrestleMania. I always felt that they could always get away with that one uh, okay. because they just sell it on the name value. But every other pay per view, I think it just gives them an excuse to give us sort of third rate pay per views. They don't have to worry so much because they know well it's only on the network people are not paying mass amount of money for it anymore so we can get away with it we can do ridiculous endings that just 
carry us over to the next pay-per-view. And, and they've kind of done that for a while. Um, you even look at the sets. All the sets look the same. You can't distinguish anything anymore. I think I, I was talking to someone, we were talking about 2002, 2003. They all look different. Every pay-per-view looked different. Now it's just very much the same. I couldn't tell you, if, I, if, if you just put something on the screen, I wouldn't be able to tell you what show it is. Uh, just looking at the entrance way because they're so generic and so the same. So, yeah, if, if they're going to go back to that, and I'm sure they didn't um, anticipate Tony Khan coming along uh, and, and kind of doing it because people were laughing. People said, no, nah, nobody will pay for pay-per-views. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are a lot of fans that just want to see it succeed. So they're buying it no matter what anyway. But uh, I am I think they're surprised with just how well they've done. I think they're quite surprised about it. You keep bringing up points that keep rattling my brain, so I apologize. But, yes, I want that pay-per-view back. Do I want to pay 60 70 bucks out of my own pocket? Not really. But I want that prestige back in the WrestleMania because didn't they had trouble with people headlining these pay-per-views and not well, – now, well, now it's $9.99. So there was no use, – used to get, hey, if you headline, you get X amount of money. Now you're going to try to – and maybe they've – uh, and they don't because these guys have social media, these guys and girls. But now you're going to sell them on, hey, you're st we're still going to do the pay-per-views. You're going to headline WrestleMania. It's a $4.99 monthly charge now. We're even down from $9.99. Um, I, I think that's got to, you know, almost the people in the back that have always been afraid to really say anything about stuff and i'm not i guess i shouldn't get into wrestling politics on this but there's so many more places for people to go and people are being successful um out out on their own i just don't know how you sell it to the roster now that it's going to be 4.99 you know and you're going to get x amount of dollars per year there's nothing I, I would like to see people um you know remember you you grew up wanting to be in that main event WrestleMania or beyond WrestleMania. Well, guess what, kid? Now you're under contract and we need to fill a spot. So here's a Andre the Giant Battle Royal or let's get you into a 10-man tag team. Um, it's almost like going me going out on the indies and it's like, oh, we've got a freaking 57-man gauntlet rumble match. That means everybody in a tri-state area showed up because you can have actually have a show. Um, it's, it's just, yeah, I want to see the little bit of pride and prestige back and as and as mediocre as it has been wwe can get back there they've got you know they can get back there can they or can they not let's let's see what the figures are like because obviously the first the first event is fast lane on march 18th isn't it let's see what they pull in firstly let's see what they take at wrestlemania Let's right see how many new subscribers. I'm, I'm looking. Let's see. Let's see what happens. You know, if they can say, right, um, they, they've come on board because WWE, you know, they've, they've come for WWE. It'd be interesting to see the first set of stats that they pull out off the back of WrestleMania. That's your first little measuring stick, isn't it? That's the litmus test initially. Yeah, see what happens, how they do. The, the one thing, too, is now on, am I cancelling my WWE network? I heard it just goes rolls over, and now all of a sudden I'm a Peacock subscriber. What you got to do is download the Peacock. Download, download the Peacock, and you are good to go, sir. Is that the new advert? Is it download the Peacock? 
We should have the gobbledygooker doing something promoting that, shouldn't we? I just made that up here. <laughs> no, but dude, like to, to piggyback off of what Justin and John said, I think that the, the WWE network started to be devalued when it became blatantly obvious WWE stopped caring about promoting pay-per-views. I think that the the allure of the WWE network wasn't just the older content. Yeah, that was part of it. But the fact that you were now getting pay-per-views that were $60 a month for $10 a month, that was the real draw for me. Like that was I was like that that kind of got me back into watching wrestling more often because I was like, "Oh, I don't have to worry about saving money for this particular pay-per-view, this particular pay-per-view. I get all of them, $10 a month." Then after like WrestleMania 30, it was real quick because WrestleMania 30 was the first pay-per-view on the network. After that, it, it just became too obvious. But the that why I made that face with Justin X, oh, can they get, get back to you know promoting pay-per-views like pay-per-views? That had been going on for like five years before the network had come into existence. Like since 2009, they have not cared about promoting pay-per-views like pay-per-views. They care about WrestleMania. Some years they really care about the Royal Rumble and SummerSlam. John went over it. They stopped caring about Survivor Series like a decade ago. So it's just they don't care about promoting these shows as major events. And they stumble upon great shows from time to time. That's that's what happened throughout this whole Thunderdome era. All these shows have been real quality. And it's not it's not anything down to the creative process. It's all down to their amazing roster that they have right now. But creatively, do I think they can get back to promoting pay-per-views like pay-per-views? No, because it's been a decade. If you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. So I think that fans should learn from the history of WWE and realize that, no, they can never get back to promoting pay-per-views like pay-per-views because they've gone so long without doing it. They'd have to change something if they went back to me paying sixty bucks for WrestleMania, wouldn't they? <laughs> nope. I mean, no, for right. WrestleMania, for they always care about WrestleMania because I, that's why I don't, I don't really think that these numbers for Peacock subscribers is really equivalent to what they're going to get overall for the year because WrestleMania is always the mo the time that WWE Network gets its most subscribers. So, of course, them going at this time, it's not done by coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. It's done on purpose because they know more people will move over just to see WrestleMania. But on average, I think it's like 30 to 40% of subscribers that subscribe during WrestleMania season, they're out of there three months later. So... It just doesn't. It just doesn't go for the long run of a twelve-month period, which most business look at. It's just, it's just mind blowing, like the amount of. If I'm paying nine ninety nine a month, and I'm off your topic a little bit, and I do agree with you, I love to disagree with you on air, and I love to, I love that you dash my hopes every week when I say, "Can't they get and do this?" And you're like, "No, are you a moron?" But if I'm paying $9.99, my bill go, now goes down to $4.99. And if I want the ad free, I'm going to have to get on Peacock and change her. I, man, they're banking on just idiots like I used to be that don't even pay attention. And all of a sudden, oh, oh, oh I guess. I I just, I'd watch the ads. I'd just pay the half amount. 
personally. What difference does it make? How many ads are you gonna how many ads are you gonna see? 30 seconds worth? I don't know. I don't know what would they I don't know how they're gonna, you know, how much duration of ads, but it's what a what a price point that is. That's cheaper than a lot of the other streaming services you get. That bottom, that bottom price. Look at like we got Disney Plus over here, that's $5.99. I thought that was well priced, but for you guys, I know I keep harping on about it. Brilliant. Brilliant. We need to follow suit. Somebody get in touch with Comcast quickly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're not touching anything else mm. in any other market, right, John and SB3? It's our U.S. market. I mean, I don't know if Canada has WWE Network and Peacock. I don't know. But right now it's in the U.S. Can you, can, you still, can you still order it for your cable provider over there, or did they just stop it? With with the network, see see this is the thing. I don't really have what they call cable. <laughs> um, I, I have I have Roku and I have apps that I download to watch things. So that's how that's how I work. I have Sling. I saw I saw yesterday. We'll talk about it later with Dynamite. Everybody was like TNT's out. TNT's out. I was like, well, it's flying on Sling. So I don't you know that sounds like a cable problem. That's not mine. Because <laughs> we 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 have it over here with BT that you know took the what Skybox yeah. office did they still run them don't they John Mike Danny you can yeah. still you yeah. can still order it you can order it but why are you going to pay twenty pound fifteen pound and I know people that were paying it I said you do know you can get on the network they were none the wiser they were paying out every month it's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. it's nine ninety nine and you get everything uh, people people were oblivious. Even like in the last couple of years, and it's been out since 2014. Yeah, people were paying the full whack, and I'm like, you don't need to pay the full whack. Who is it that's now said that there's going to stop any WWE coverage? Who's that? Was that ESPN? ESPN. Or yeah. ESPN. What that's is the huge. reason? What's what? What is the reason? Well, that's an ABC company. You're going to have to explain it to me. I don't know. What the... well, well, basically, there was like a bidding war for this deal with the WWE Network. And it, the what uh, all the reports from Wrestling Observer Radio and, and Wrestling Inc. have said is that the final two was Peacock and ESPN+. Plus. So because WWE chose Peacock over ESPN+, Plus, it's basically a petty move back. Like you, 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 you kick my, you kick my dad, my cat, I'm going to kick your dog. And ESPN is just like, you know what? We're not going to cover WWE for now. We've been putting them on. We've been giving them fame. Now we're just going to squash all of that because they didn't pick us over Peacock. And Justin, you said then this is huge. Why, why is it huge? <laughs> why is what huge? Them moving to Peacock? No, no, the, them now just not covering them at all. Did, did we oh, get because here's the thing. Pro wrestling stigma, we've always had a negative stigma with Joe casual fan or Joe, I'm um, walking down the street. And now there was a sense of legitimacy with the breaking articles by like ESPN doing, um, you know, they did an article on the Young Bucks periodically. And it, it lends a bit of that legitimate sports feel to what the WWE is doing. And like, like, I know Roman Reigns having a cup of coffee with Stephen A. Smith um, is not something, but it it brings in that that sporting fan that goes probably goes, oh shit, 
WWF, I remember when I was a kid, they're still doing stuff. And it's that hope of maybe they check it out. And it's always, always the people that are fans right now that can go, hey, their argument can be, dude, check out this article they did on the Roman Reigns on ESPN.com. Check out Roman Reigns on uh, whatever, Drew McIntyre. It was almost like that. Hey, the W. Whoever wins the WWE champion is going to be on Good Morning America tomorrow. Or actually, it would have been the Today Show because the Today Show's NBC. It, it it's going to draw in a little bit of that. Um, oh shit! I remember watching this when I was a kid, and now they're on ESPN talking about it. You know that that where are you going to get that type of uh, press? I guess it's okay, going to so be. That makes me want to ask you something. Do you think AEW could dive in and capitalize on that and uh, and do something with ESPN? Would that be something that could possibly happen? Or are they on conflicting networks already? No, I mean, that's something that uh, was definitely talked about when they said that when their report came out that ESPN was going to stop covering WWE because they specified they're going to stop covering WWE. They didn't say they were going to stop covering wrestling and they've covered not only just AEW, they've covered new Japan in the past. And it's all about, you know, building interest in them. So that's what you gotta, you gotta go in particular with these reports and with these press releases. And that brings up the, the other thing, what I was talking about with uh, NBC covering NXT in the terminology for the Peacock, it even said, we're going to have live replays of no replays of raw and SmackDown. And they said, we're going to have live coverage of NXT and NXT UK. So that specification, I think, is a lot that people are not reading into. But as far as ESPN and WWE, I think it's definitely something that AEW could capitalize on. Do I think they will? Not really, because ESPN barely covered WWE to begin with. So it's not that big of a hole for, for AEW to fill. Son of a bitch. <laughs> just just lastly uh just lastly i want to i want to say this i wonder if any of the wwe officials that negotiated it war, uh, a warning peacock you know that that pay-per-view that they're the fans favorite doesn't win and then we get that hashtag cancel peacock coming out of nowhere like we do the network you know uh i'm sure somebody's pre-warned them hashtag cancel peacock can't wait to see it i'm sure it'll happen <laughs> We, we've skirted the bigger issue this entire segment. Uh, you know, I like how you guys, everybody here pretends to be on top of their game, and then you skirt the biggest issue about this. WWE has bought up the entire AWA catalog and has only released five shows. They've done the Super Clashes, even Super Clash 4, but now stop hogging that footage. Get it out on Peacock. People want to see the American Wrestling Association in all its glory. And if they're not going to do it, John Scott, I propose that you and I sit down. We have a summit. We get on with uh, Dick Ebersol and their sports. We buy back the AWA footage and put it where it belongs. Well, in my DVD player or on Powered 4 TV. People want to see the AWA. And you kids have missed out on the greatest wrestling promotion ever. And it's just sitting there in a vault. SB3, you froze up in a funny position there. What? 
Excellent. But uh, moving on fairly swiftly, um, it is the Royal Rumble this weekend. There's John Scott there with his T-shirt on ready for the uh, the Royal Rumble weekend. But I just want to go around each and every one of you to get your sort of predictions for the winner of the men's and the women's Royal Rumble. Now we are just a few days away um, from that uh, Mad Dog Mike Angus, let's start with you. Who's your picks? You know what, guys? I'm going to keep my predictions the same as I said last week before we uh, obviously got interrupted by technical difficulties. But I went for Big E. I think he needs that push. And I think even more so after watching uh, SmackDown last week when, he, uh, when that match sort of ended in controversial fashion, I, I could see Big E losing the Intercontinental Championship to Apollo on Friday Night SmackDown this week and then going on to win the Royal Rumble. And um, I, I've just got a sneaking feeling that for WrestleMania, we are going to see potentially AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Because I can just see the way they've been building them both up the last couple of weeks. I've just got a feeling they might give us that dream match at uh, WrestleMania. So um, that's why I think Big E will win. And uh, I think uh, out the ladies' rumble, I think Rhea Ripley could win. But that is dependent on whether Ronda Rousey comes back. Because I think if Ronda Rousey returns at the Rumble, she, she will win the Rumble. So, uh, so we'll have to see. I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to watching on Sunday night here in the UK. So, uh, yeah. And uh, what does everyone else think? Yeah, some good choices there, Mad Dog. I'd, I'd, I'd certainly love to see AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan at, uh, at Mania. But, John, what about yourself? What, what's your, uh, your thoughts, predictions? I'm muted there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they came on top. I was about to make a pipe bomb, uh, CM Punk style. No, um, no. To Mike's point about the the dream match, um, I, I'm I'm with you up until the point I think back to AJ Styles versus Nakamura, and I always thought that was just terrible compared to Wrestle Kingdom's version. Um, so I do like I like it when they have those matches, but I, I just don't think they ever work that well in WWE anymore. Um, my picks are Daniel Bryan, Royal Rumble men's winner, and I think for the female, I'm going to go Bianca. I think that that's the way they're going. I'd be very shocked if it's any other way, um, the way everything's going. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is... Um, I know that a lot of people have, have, have been surprised about Edge. He's probably a, a dark horse as well. Um, with this new money coming in, you know, I know Goldberg's there. I'm sure he's taking a big share of it right now. But I would I would really, really like to see them uh, stretch out and, and bring Brock in personally uh, because I really think WrestleMania needs it. Maybe if it's not the Rumble, you know, on the road, I would really like to see that. But, um, yeah, I... Oh, oh, they're, they're my picks, Brian and uh, Bianca Bella. No, fantastic. Yeah, you mentioned Brock there. I think Brock is my sort of uh, underdog pick there for him to come back. And uh, I don't know exactly what it would, would set up, but it's going to be interesting to see. Stewie Palmer, what about yourself? The bookie's favourite is Daniel Bryan. But I'll just say something. Last year, I had a guy come up to me. Who am I picking? He put a bet on. How you can bet on wrestling, I don't know, predetermined, but they let you do it. Drew McIntyre was 6-1 to one last year. I can't remember who they have been. I think they had Brock as favourite, maybe the bookies over here. But I, I don't know, man. Does Daniel Bryan get his Indian summer? Does he get his last last big, big run? 
because like that the bookies the bookies are going for him and then after that it's edge edge at five to two and funnily enough Keith, Keith Lee at seven to one and that's uh, that's their top three but I think I I prob probably will go with what the bookies are saying on this one but it didn't ring true last year I think the Daniel Bryan one one last run see see what they can do see see what how they can book him again. And then that'll be him, him off, off doing probably stuff, you know, producing and things of that nature into the future. What about the women? What what's the bookies looking like for the women? Um, I've been on odds checker, Danny, but I can't. The ladies, I'll uh, I'll just have a go on to somebody else. I'll have a little peruse. I'll go and have a look on odds Peru. checker. Odds, <laughs> odds checker. You get the odds from all like you get the best availability. So I'll have a look. Come back to me. Come back to me in a minute. I'll fire him off. The best. Big the best. he was there. Big E was eight to one when I looked. Uh, interestingly, whenever I bet on anything, I always bet on eight to one. Michael, so uh, Michael, that's why I went on that. Michael, <laughs> he's, on. Michael, you get more for your money now, sunshine. Twelve to one. Twelve, 12 to one for Big E. Go on. Don't put a quid on. Put hundred quid. Put hundred <laughs> quid on that. <laughs> put it. Put it all. You know, like like you're getting the jackpot. Go on. <laughs> you can ask my mate. The Royal Rumble sweepstakes is is. The pain of my life, literally. I've had, uh, I don't know, I've had some bad picks. I seem to have about four years on the run. I got gold dust every single year. You know, he's in every rumble, but he's ne never going over. You know, it's like Bianca, <laughs> Bianca Belair with the ladies, yeah. uh, the, and then and then Alexa Bliss as second, Ray Rhea Ripley third, four to one, quite good odds actually. Charlotte Flair six to one, which that was what Drew was last year. And uh, I know people that won money, but you, who, who knows? They could change it on the night. You just don't know, do you? Have they got Ronda Rousey on there, Stu? Ronda, Ronda's down about eighth or ninth down with them at 16 to 1. So Very interesting. Wow. I, uh, I, I, I could wait for William Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. SP3, what about yourself? What are your predictions? So I've been going back and forth on both of these. I think that um, my good brother, Alex McCarthy, said it best on Wrestling Daily yesterday that this is the first year that there's like more than three people for each Rumble that you can realistically see winning it. Um, we actually made the joke because I said that my, my heart wants Big E to win, no, without a doubt. But my mind... My mind uh, is, tell is telling me someone else is going to win, and that someone else is Danny O'Brien. But I I'm going to leave open. You know what? Because Stewie and John picked Danny O'Brien, I'm going to go with the Dark Horse. I think after that promo on Raw, this sets up a new matchup for Drew McIntyre. So I'm going to go with Edge winning the Royal Rumble. I think mm -hmm. there's a reason why they announced it ahead of time. Yes, it was going to – it was – always going to be different from last year but i think the reason they did is to make people watch to see edge win the raw rumble on sunday so i'm gonna go with edge there my 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 heart and my mind was the same on the women it's been bianca belair since like november i still my mind is going with that one but my heart says that it is ufc hall of famer the mm -hmm. baddest woman on the planet and the Lord and Savior of professional wrestling herself, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is the gift to professional wrestling in the WWE that keeps on giving. 
she has a couple of months left on her contract. She's gonna come in, make a bit, make make WrestleMania a draw again because it wasn't quite the draw that it was without Ronda Rousey last year. You know, not not even a pandemic. The loss of Ronda affected WrestleMania more. You know, not COVID nineteen. Ronda Rousey and the WWE needs her back because that was when women's wrestling was at its peak, and they need Ronda. Well, there we go, Justin. What about you, my friend? Is there any AWA wrestlers that could possibly enter? Laugh. Martel. At the Martel. AWA. Rick the model Martel. Rick Martel. Martel, Martel Former tag go. team champions Kurt Hennig and Scott Hall. Have you ever had a caliber <laughs> tag team like that? No. AWA. Um, real quick, I'm going to go and just uh, watch, watch for the eye rolls around this, the, this screen here. I'm going to go Bray Wyatt because I was going to say Brock, but we got to get Bray back involved. And Bray my, women, <laughs> my women's would be awesome, but it's way too soon for this to happen. But how cool would it be to see Becky Lynch jump in? Uh, but I will go with, uh, you know what? They're pushing, you, you, they might as well just put Nia Jax over. That's what they want. So. He wants the internet to burn. <laughs> wow. Justin, Justin, Justin. I'd like to see Shayna Baszler have it, you know, to be honest with you, but, you know. Silly Justin. WWE doesn't care about Shayna Baszler. <laughs> You're silly. You're silly. Well, let's not let the savior of professional wrestling, Ronda Rousey, come out from the back to the cheers of 499. All, all, I, all, I, all I wanted to say, Justin, is I want to correct you. you. It is not just Shayna Baszler. It is the right hand to the Lord and Savior, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. Yes, she is a part. She is a part of the apostles, or as you guys like to call them, the four horsewomen. <laughs> Wait, who, who's in your four horsewomen? Shayna, Shana, Ronda, Jessamyn, and Marina Shafir. I'd like that. I would. SP three. I would love to see her come back. I might wear my Ronda Mania shirt next week if she wins. Can you imagine what the headlines on ESP? Oh, wait. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and you know we can't be we can't be illegally streaming anything anymore because Dana's cracking down on stuff if we got UFC people in and out. Uh, but no, I, I'm going to go Bray Wyatt and probably Nia. Just that's my ridiculous predictions. No, that's perfect there, guys. Uh, David Clancy, who was on a bit earlier, thinks Ronda and Daniel Bryan uh, will be winning the uh, the Rumbles there. Rashid, who's also in the comments, is going to be Charlotte Flair for the women. She won it last year, of course, and um, could go on to win it um, again. But here's another thing. If, obviously, whoever does win the Rumble, what do you think at this juncture is going to be the... WrestleMania main event of night two. What is going to be that that final match? Do we think, John? <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> Lord knows. Uh, I I have no idea. And um, yeah, I, I, I 
I'm not too sure. I, I'm still not like completely sold on having two nights, but um, I, I'm a bit old school. I prefer quality over quantity. I don't think everyone should just be on there just to take part. I uh, I always hark back to WrestleMania 19 as one of my favorites um, because I think they only had seven, but it was like meaningful matches. And I, I think WrestleMania used to be like that for me, but now I'm just, you see everybody um, and an incredible amount of time. So whoever it is, um, I mean, last year's was was kind of ridiculous because they were over so fast. Uh, both title matches um, it was, I mean, the, the Braun one was like five moves um, and two of the moves were the same in one match. <laughs> so that's what you got on night one there. And, and of course, Brock and Drew, which wasn't, overly fantastic either so um i don't know i'd like to see it be um an old traditional way of building to a main event something uh, but i know it won't be because now obviously and yourselves know this from wrestling travel as well because you take all the, the the wonderful customers there and the fact that you know it's sold on wrestlemania it's not sold on a main event anymore you know the days of that have long gone since stone cold and the rock at their peak and wanting to go and watch that match, Hogan and Andre and all the rest of it. Now it is just to go for the experience of WrestleMania. So uh, it's it's a tough one um, to say. I would like, obviously, the title match to be at the end. Uh, I'm sure it will be Roman closing. I think he has some sort of... I think he's got quite a high number as well for closing WrestleManias of late anyway. So I, I think they'll go with that. There you go. SB3 knows. Oh. This will be Roman Ra Roman Mania five, Roman Mania five when he main events. Yeah, yeah, no, perfect. Stewie, what about yourself? What can you see? Do you think Roman will be main event? I, I yeah, you got of course you got not to, uh, you know I don't want to like harp on about you know exactly the same stuff, but yeah, it'd it have to be it has to be Roman, does it? Surely, you know, it's just he's, he's had the he's had the stronghold on SmackDown for how long as well, and. Uh, it just it's just a shame no fans as well. I know we haven't touched upon that when they're counting down that person to come out in the rumble match as well. I just yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be very odd. They've got they've got to they've got to run the shows, but at the same time, can't wait to see the crowd dynamic and then when we get to Tampa having having the fans in should be amazing. But yeah, go with uh, go with Roman, go with Roman as well, like John. Well, I did read the other day that there was talks of uh, Mr. John Cena going to be at uh, WrestleMania mm. 37. Uh, Mad Dog, what, what do you think his involvement will be? And obviously, what, what's your pick for the main event, WrestleMania? Well, I've just been looking at the comments, actually. There's an interesting point from Ashley Palmer. I'm not sure if that's a relative of Stu's, but um, they mentioned as well Seth Rollins. Uh, that's somebody we've not mentioned leading up to, uh, leading up to uh, Mania. And also where uh, Braun Strowman, um, as, you know, there's a few people who are on the periphery who could all be involved. Uh, Rollins, Strowman, and you mentioned John Cena getting involved as well. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see which uh, which direction they take. I think, uh, you know, if, going, if my Rumble prediction comes true, I would say the, the main events on the second night would be uh, Big E going against Roman Reigns, which I think would be a great match. Um, and if they decided to go with Raw, I could see... Um, Drew, I could see Drew or even, uh, you know, it could be Goldberg, couldn't it, going into a main event? But um, it would make sense to have him against Seth Rollins or Edge. <laughs> it could be Edge, you know. So, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of options for them. And you know what? WWE do do so well. They they do a lot of the time pull it out the bag and make it entertaining to watch. So, um, 
you know, I know some people haven't enjoyed certain aspects of it, but I think, uh, you know, WrestleMania, the event, it should be, uh, it will be exciting, whatever happens. And uh, just hopefully they get do do a bit more of a, a build up to it this year. So uh, I'll be watching anyway. Yeah, no, certainly. Justin, what about you, my friend? What do you think John Cena's involvement will be? And, uh, of course, your pick for the night two main event? Um, first of all, history has been made here on this podcast once again. SP3, I don't know if you caught it, but but John Scott um, from the United Kingdom actually said Drew McIntyre's match wasn't that great. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't believe that we've had a UK guy actually Jeez, put me in it now. Put down Drew McIntyre. So it's been. Thank you, John. It's a refreshing take. Um, <laughs> my question is more: What? I don't know who closes it down, but what do you do if we've set this main event up? Whoever wins, it, let's let's say it's Daniel Bryan versus. Uh, Whoever it is, you got to have a John Cena or a Roman or uh, Braun Strowman that's maybe been off camera or Seth Rollins for a surprise entrance in case something happens in this day and age where somebody is, you know, what what do you do if your if your champion is ill for the biggest pay per view? You got to have something in the background. Do you do you secretly film a cinematic match just in case? Uh, I don't know. I, I think. Uh, if I if I had my way, it's gonna be, you know, maybe maybe Bray Wyatt and Roman somehow. But or what you guys are all hoping for is if they could just do this matchup one time. Think about this dream matchup: Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. It'd be a, a dream to see that <laughs> matchup. We've not seen that one before. First oh. time ever. <laughs> So some of y'all, some of y'all said it was the feud of the year. So yeah, 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 we did. It was on every week. I call Randy Orton the wrestler of the year because obviously they put everything with Edge and everything on his shoulders. But yeah, I, it's interesting. It's great. It's one of these predictions that I'm like I can't even fathom. What you know? Obviously, we're gonna know a lot on Sunday. We'll have a lot clearer direction, which is exciting. Yeah, no, certainly. SP3, what about yourself? Any predictions at this point? Um, if my predictions are correct, I think that we get Edge versus Drew McIntyre on the second night of WrestleMania. Hey, we could even get Edge versus Roman Reigns. But as far as John Cena, I think that this is the perfect opportunity. Not perfect. Nearly perfect if it had fans. If it had a full capacity crowd. This would be near. This would be perfection, but near perfect scenario for Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the WWE Universal Championship. It'd be John Cena going for his seventeenth record-breaking championship. He'd be going for a title that he's never won before versus the biggest star in the company. And they can go back to their previous feud where Cena said he couldn't leave because Roman wasn't filling his shoes properly. Well, Roman has Cena's left. What you're gonna do now? You're gonna come back and try to 
try to get some more glory. Well, this is my WWE now. So it, it, it would have a great narrative going into WrestleMania. So I think that would be the best scenario for John Cena. Unfortunately, if I put on my Vince hat, I think we're getting Cena versus Goldberg, especially if Goldberg loses on Sunday. I think that Cena versus Goldberg is what they would likely make as the match. And that's why I have my fingers crossed that your savior, Drew McIntyre, loses on Sunday, Goldberg wins, so he can win it, the title, in front of fans at WrestleMania. Let's let's hope he doesn't drop fucking Drew on his head. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Damn. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying he's he's a liability. He's a liability. So he's dead man, and y'all uh, never said a goddamn thing about that. Uh, we still we still got people on here coming up on here saying they want to see the Undertaker's entrance. Man, let that go. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, right? Once in a lifetime, you've got to see <laughs> you've got to see Taker's entrance at some point. SP3. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was at WrestleMania 34. The year after WrestleMania 33, and I, you know, I got to see the Undertaker entrance live. I saw it also at WrestleMania 29. After that first time, it's a law of diminishing returns for this entrance. Like you wait, you wait your whole wrestling fandom to see this entrance, and then you see it once, and it's just like, oh, okay, cool, cool. But I, I, by the time WrestleMania 34 came and he came out, I went straight to the bar and I got a drink. <laughs> I got a drink when he was coming out. Because I, I was like, why is he even here? I, 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 thought, I thought he was done after 30. You know, I really did. I really, I thought it was done, but it just... Shut him in. Yeah, that's why, SP3, that's exactly how I felt being sat there in attendance. It's like, it's over now. And, you know, he, he's given he's given Brock the rub. And it just, yeah, it's, it's carried on and on and on, hasn't it? You know. Stewie, I love your podcast, but I don't remember during your podcast before WrestleMania 34, even if you didn't have a podcast before then, I didn't hear you being like, oh, I hope I hope Undertaker doesn't lift himself up for the tombstone. And stuff <laughs> about, no, you want to you want to complain about Goldberg. No one keeps <gasps> the same energy with the dead man. So we got to keep that same energy all across the board. Ric Flair shouldn't be horny on television. The Undertaker shouldn't be. Undertaker, he should be under Michelle McCool, and Goldberg streak should be a streak of opening a refrigerator at home or on on a repeat basis. That should be wow. the greatest streak that he has right now. What a promo! <laughs> <laughs> and 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 speaking of Undertaker, what about Undertaker recently on Joe Rogan calling the current product soft? Yeah, uh, you know, which was very interesting as well. Everyone keeps telling me that was a work. Um, I hope not, because that only means one thing. Oh no, he, he said though, didn't he? I'll say it. He, he, he said, "I don't." He, you know, they were looking at him. Rogan and the other guy were looking at him as he said it. He said, "No, oh, no, I'll say it." So that's his opinion, isn't it? It's like this. This where it's all about opinions. <clears throat> yeah, no, certainly. I mean, Stewie, you listened to that and obviously recommended it to us a, a few days ago. I mean, what, what was your take on on the comment there, that John? John picked up the, the quote. What did what did you think of that? He's well, he's he, he's well within his rights. If that's how he feels, that's how he feels. You know, I'm sick of it. The guy, look, <laughs> no, I I just love I just love the fact that he's doing these interviews now. You know, and uh, it was great. It, it was good, and he was talking about other stuff. Forget the wrestling. You got to hear a bit more. You know, Austin obviously it was more geared, geared towards the, the career. I know they spoke about the career, but uh, as I say, I, I thought it was it was it was fine. It was fine. It was, 
know, we covered a lot of stuff, found some other stuff out. Um, I don't normally listen to it to in its entirety. It depends who's on. If you've got a Mike Tyson on there, I'm, I'm all in, do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, listen to it in full. Listen to it in full. Sorry, gentlemen. It's absolutely fine. I mean, Mad Dog, what did you make of, of Taker's comments there on, on the podcast, the quote that John, uh, that John mentioned? Yeah, John John sent the uh, podcast over to me to have a little listen to. So I've listened to snippets of it. And obviously that, that piece of it was, uh, you know, broadcast quite widely over the internet. But the interesting thing that I'm going to take away from it was that my brother, who's not a big wrestling fan, listens to that podcast. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of other people who are outside the business listen to it. And I think uh, what The Undertaker did say would, um, you know, was good for business. And a lot of people did listen to it. You know, he's not done many things like that before. And people do want to hear what he has to say. And I think they do value his opinion. So uh, the fact that he did say that, whether it's a work or not, um, it's certainly going to, you know, light fires underneath the people who are working there currently. And I know people have responded to it already. And um, hopefully we'll see them respond to it in the ring. And, uh, and you know, if it um, gives someone a kick up the arse who's not performing well and suddenly they've got a new bit of fire in them, then the job's done well. So. A good point there. Justin, what about yourself? What did you make of that quote? Oh, the one thing that sticks with me is, and I guess I'll have to be the heel here a little bit, um, but Jim Cornette has been saying stuff like this for years, and there was a meme that came out that hit me perfectly. Uh, Undertaker says, you know, the product is soft or whatever, and everybody goes, hmm, great, great point. You deserve your, you know, the, the way you feel, and yes, and then Cornette could say the exact same thing, and these uh, internet people go after him like you're just out of touch and so unbelievable where it's like we're living in a time uh, where the fans have more of a feud than the actual companies that would be feuding and stuff like that so I mean yeah uh, he's right and uh, work or shoot I, I haven't listened I, I would like to listen to the whole thing before I uh, determine work or shoot work shoot whatever it is but uh I got to imagine that they they got to have him on a little bit of a leash yet, I would think, his contract and stuff. So I don't know. I'm interested to hear what uh, what SP3 has to say about it, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, as far as The Undertaker on Joe Rogan, I mean, for a man, like, like The Undertaker on any of these platforms, speaking out of character, He's like one of those witness protection uh, people, those WITSEC people who who their the mob boss finally died, and now they saying everything that they shouldn't be saying. <laughs> like they like yeah, Johnny and Tony they used to sell drugs together, and, and or or they like a kid that just went to somebody's house for their first sleepover. Mommy and Daddy like to play wrestle in the bed. Like that's how the Undertaker is on any of these shows like he's like you know the, the locker room was a lot better when they weren't playing video games when they had guns and knives in their bag <laughs> what like what you, you know you know you know these guys that those guys that those days were big i could only get that big if i was on steroids when i was on steroids like what taker you're on steroids 
Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> they, they need to take the microphone away. Take the microphone away from this man because I don't know what he's going to say on the next interview. He is running out of things to say and he is saying things that he, that Bissick man is not going to be happy with. And once I heard these clips from the Joe Rogan podcast, I was like, the Undertaker is on the phone with Bissick man right now. He was like, don't you ever in your life say you were on steroids when you were one of the faces of my company when I was in court for that. Like, you're ridiculous. It was, it was, I'll tell you one thing that I took away. It was an old story. He was talking about Buzz Sawyer. And Buzz Sawyer, obviously, always here off the ex-pros. Like, he was one of the hardest guys. Like, just when he was talking about, he took Buzz Sawyer's dogs. Because obviously he, he took his he took his money for training, didn't he? And he didn't see him again. It was just like things like that that you would not not necessarily hear. You know, come come away from the WWE stuff. It's just I was laughing because you always hear from the ex pros that Buzz Sawyer was a hard man, and he saw him in the locker room, and he he couldn't remember who the Undertaker was, and he said he was going to take him outside and like batter him. You know what I mean? And Buzz Sawyer was a hard man. I'm sure Justin Justin will uh, reiterate that one the way people used to talk about him. So it's just yeah, he was just, a dick. <laughs> hey, it's a PG show. This stuff, stuff, stuff like that that you haven't heard before is what I'm getting at. You know, prior to him getting getting where where he was, you know, uh, the, the build ups are. That's why I like hearing. It's just personal preference. Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I've, I've listened to sort of the first thirty minutes. I don't. I need to sort of get back into it and listen to it when I've got a. A bit of time there, but um, no fantastic stuff. Like we said, that he is doing these appearances, but certainly needs to just be careful what he's uh, what he's saying. Indeed, but Stewie, I believe you're going to have to leave us now. Yeah, thank thankfully for you guys. <laughs> the ratings I'm, will I'm go up. Now. I'm shooting. I've got to. Shoot. I've got to get these. I've got to get these steps in. I'm, I'm trying to lose weight, so I've been working really hard with the with the food intake and stuff. Because like I put weight on. I've put weight on through this gentleman. And, wait, uh, wait, wait. Yeah. Are you getting Are you getting prepared for the Royal Rumble? Are you uh, I, I'd be straight. I'd, He's I'd, in it. I'd be He's out in quicker. It. I'd be out, I'd be out a bit quicker than the wall, or I reckon. But there we go. I push like I'd, a Luke. I'd jump up. Yeah, I'd jump over myself. I wouldn't even get hit. I'd be like a little coward. You know, that'd be my uh, that'd be my gimmick, cowardice. But there we go. So yeah, thanks, it's gents. Like Drew Carey, we came. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. No, thank you very much. Thanks for having me again. Thank you. See you later, lads. Take care. Take care. Oh, I thought it was going to be him taking his time to, to turn it off. Never <laughs> Wait a minute. The, the viewers are going up now. This is great. <laughs> Everyone's finishing work in the UK, aren't they? They're all, uh, all getting home now. Australia is really popular. Yeah. Oh, no, brilliant. But, uh, fellas, um, I'll start with SP3 with this one, AEW um, and NXT this week. Uh, just your quick take on uh, what you thought. Uh, both shows were really strong. I thought AEW was right back on their uh, greatness. They, they've had a great run of uh, television shows the last couple of weeks. I think last week was probably the weakest, but this week they were right back at it. The main event uh, matchup was so much fun. That eight-man tag, the Dark Order looked 
uh, tremendous. John Silver is absolutely amazing. He's a future star for that company. And the Young Bucks and Good Brothers, the story and the interplay between those two were were great throughout the matchup. And I love the the post-match segment with the Young Bucks setting up to win the Battle Royal to verse the Good Brothers at Revolution. And then Omega and Phoenix coming out and Omega, uh, Omega getting laid out by Moxley was a, was a nice little way to end the show. And they did a great job of building up to uh, Beach Break next week for sure. NXT was uh, definitely a solid show as well. I didn't think it was quite as good as AEW this week, but it was definitely a very good show. The Dusty Classic has kind of given a focus to NXT that wasn't there. Like you could watch a, a NXT show and it's really just match after match after match after match after match. There's no really cohesive story throughout the show, but the Dusty Cup has given it that. And the main event scene with Undisputed Era and Finn Balor versus uh, Dunn, Birch, and Lorgan. That's been not uh, top-notch stuff. The main event was really good uh, this week with Balor and O'Reilly, their little tension throughout the show, and then building up into that main event. That was really good stuff. And probably my favorite match of the night, though, was Grizzly Young Veterans versus Leon Ruff and uh, Kushida. I thought that was like, uh, it really exceeded my expectations. And Kushida's really been on a roll, which I've been begging for for like two years now in NXT. Mm. No, absolutely brilliant. And Mad Dog, what was your uh, quick take there? And also, I believe, is Sting getting back in the ring soon or is it going to be a, a cinematic match? What is what is the take there? Well, that's it. Well, I enjoyed uh, what Team Taz did backstage on AEW. That was a beat, beat up a merch crew. That was good banter and they were calling out uh, Sting and Darby Allen. And uh, Darby Allen's little promo as well was great. I like their little base. They've got like their little... Um, their little nest or whatever you'd call it. And then obviously Sting smashing up the windows was great. So it, it looks like they're going to go ahead and have a, have a street fight. Wherever it'll be cinematic or in the ring, we'll have to see. Um, things that I found interesting this week, I, I really like to see um, what they're doing with Jungle Boy at the moment on AEW. Uh, I like the, uh, the the theme music and everything. And I just like, I think the, um, you know, the whole Jurassic Express thing, I think they can get a push and I think, um, you know, they deserve it. And for him to go over, um, you know, with all the antics that were going on at ringside with Sully Blanchard and uh, FTR, I thought that was, you know, a great match and uh, really made him look good. Um, also, it was interesting to see Dolph Ziggler's brother on AEW, not somebody I, I was aware of, uh, uh, but yeah, great, looked really good. And the only issue I had with the show this week um, was we, I, I couldn't, I was stayed up till one o'clock in the morning to watch it and then... Uh, you know, it was it was blank screen for the first sort of twenty minutes over here on my on my TV. So uh, yeah, but uh, gutted about that. And it obviously it was the Eddie Kingston match which I really wanted to watch. So uh, I've caught up with that today, and it was a great match. And I like the ending they did with that. Um, NXT as well was great. Uh, a couple of really good standout bits was obviously um, you know MFK looked brilliant. Nash Carter and there uh, Wesley um, had another great match, and also um, you know. Zach Gibson, James Drake, class, you know, grizzled young veterans is what we like to see. And uh, obviously they're building to Pete Dunne versus uh, Prince Prince Finn Balor, which is uh, what we all wanted. So uh, everything's sort of heading in the right direction for us and both shows were really entertaining. I, I, I think I'm getting to the point now where I would rather they were on separate nights. Um, I know it's important yeah. to have the battle, but uh, I'd just like to watch both both shows live. So uh that's that's the next thing which could potentially be happening with all these deals getting done with TV rights and stuff. So, yeah, both both great shows. Thoroughly enjoyed them. 
No, absolutely fantastic. Can't wait for that uh, Pete Dunne Baller match. That should be uh, exceptional. John Scott, what is your take on on the two Wednesday night shows? Not a lot because I haven't uh, really seen either. Um, I, I've told you before. I'd I'll be the person sitting there at home watching some NWA stuff from God knows when, um, rather than this this Wednesday night business. But I do I do uh, catch up some clips. Um, I am quite fascinated uh, what Mike was saying about the whole Pete Dunne Finn Balor match. Uh, that's something I'd like to see. I hope that they really give them the time and um, you know the, the stage to perform what I believe they can perform. Like those two could execute something really decent and bring that style that we see a lot of on the NXT UK stuff. Um, so that would be quite good uh, to see because I think I don't know. <clears throat> you know, Finn Balor obviously. It's, it's an odd one now because he is on a Wednesday night. He's on NXT and, you know, he was at one time universal champion and now he's sort of had to go back. He's reclaimed that belt, but um, I don't know. Is that his limits is what I'm guessing now. You know, is that the limit now that NXT is the home for him? And, and that's as far as that's his glass ceiling as it is. Um, so he's, he's kind of got to make that his own, I'm guessing now, because I, I would uh, be very surprised if we ever saw Finn Balor get back to that WWE title or a Universal title um, again. Oh, fantastic, Justin! Did you watch any of the action last night? Any any takes at all? Mute, mute, on mute, Justin. The ratings probably went up there with my mic muted. Uh, no, um, I had a lot going on, but I got to say that if uh, – uh, so I didn't get a chance to watch too much. I kind of caught up with what happened. But if 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 AEW went out, out for 20 minutes, it was a blank screen. That would probably be really highly rated in my household. You know, probably would have been one of the – you know, especially if we're talking about the uh, the Jurassic Express – you know, and I got no problem with Jack. I got no problem with the Jungle Boy. You're gonna get heat. You're gonna get that heat now. Like, come on. <laughs> no. Let, look, let me look, tell you. Let me tell you up. off air a little Luchasaurus story that might change your mind. I, I Wait, won't get a You you tell you tell me this story. It's okay. It's all right. No, but uh, uh, Jungle Boy and Dax Harwood, they definitely stole Wednesday night. That was uh, one of the better dynamite matches. That just kind of came out of nowhere. That was just uh, the both guys went out there and put on a clinic. Uh, really had a great like baby face versus heel, like old school type of matchup. Dax Harwood is so underrated. He's probably the most underrated wrestler in the business because he's so great as a tag team wrestler. We don't really appreciate how great he is on his own. And that, that match showed it there. But Jungle Boy is definitely a future AEW world champion and a future top star in professional wrestling. Oh, the guy's only like 23, 24 years old. That's ridiculous. I, I tell you what, uh, Justin would have appreciated on commentary. They referred to Dax Harwood as uh, the second coming of Larry the Axe Henning, which I thought was a, was a great call. Who said this? On a big shout. Um, whoever was commentating, it may have been Excalibur or JR. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Which I think is a great shout. And they also, uh, interestingly, name dropped uh, Speedball Mike Bailey on AEW this week, which uh, which was quite a surprise. So that was interesting to hear. So there could be, uh, it would be great to see Speedball on there. He's uh, an absolutely brilliant wrestler. So brilliant to see him on AEW, fit right in. 
No, absolutely fabulous there. Um, just moving on to Impact Wrestling, we saw Trey Miguel make his return um, this week. Of course, his two partners are now currently on NXT. Uh, SP3, happy to see him on Impact, or would you rather him gone and gone with his friends, Zachary and Desmond? Well, it was a situation when they were leaving, when we heard the Rascals were leaving Impact Wrestling, the report said that they basically asked for a pay raise that Impact wasn't willing to give all three of them. Now, if the news comes out that they were willing to get that price with Trey, that makes sense because he was the one they were pushing as an individual star. He was the guy that they kind of pushed to the forefront to be the star of the group. And he really is a future, a future uh, superstar for the company. Like they got guys like Chris Bay and Ace Austin, who are really, who are really great heels uh, for being as young as they are. But I don't know if they, that will translate to being a babyface. They needed a babyface for the future. Like AEW has Jungle Boy, they have Darby Allen. Impact needed that person, and I think that person could be Trey Miguel. Like he's a guy that just seems like he's on the cuffs of greatness. He feels like he could be a top star in the promotion, and he has those tie-ins with his uh, past feud with Moose, as well as a uh, friendship with Rich Swan that he can be involved and be in the mix in that main event scene in Impact Wrestling. So I'm very happy that he's back. I think that he has more potential on his own than he would even have in the group in NXT. I think that uh, Wes Lee and Nash Carter are going to do great in NXT as MSK, Marijuana Smoking Kids, until they tell me otherwise. That's what the acronym stands for. And I just think that both th they will be fine separated in this mixture with Trey on his own in a different promotion with those two on their, on their own in uh, NXT. No, fantastic. Justin, am I right in thinking that Trey relinquished the Warrior title? Is that right? That's news to me. I Is haven't that heard that. Yeah. No, I must, have, I must have seen something else. I know Warrior tweeted that they were pretty excited that, uh, you know, as everybody should be, that Trey's back on TV. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I must have read something somewhere. Yeah. Wrong. And obviously, our friends at Warrior have a very good relationship with. Um, uh, AEW impact and stuff so it would would go to I would assume that when things start heating back up in Chicago that that Trey is there defending that title and uh, man how awesome I mean if you haven't seen uh, the, the good thing is is that if you haven't seen any of his stuff so much SB3 I'm rambling all over the place but you and I have been very good proponents of let's push um, the Rascals, the way they should be, and Impact hasn't always done it. But the good news is uh, every Thursday, so tonight, this evening, Warrior Wrestling is doing their top 50 uh, matches from the history of Warrior. And you got to be thinking that once we start getting up into the higher tier here, you can be able to see a lot of Trey Miguel. And if you haven't seen Trey uh, and the Rascals on an independent show, you're in for some treats. Fabulous. Yeah, of course. Apologies there. I thinking that he relinquished it, but uh, I must have read something a while back that he might have been doing or something when all the rumors were flying around. Um, but yeah, Mad Dog, what, what is your take on obviously Trey now remaining in Impact? Do you think he will end up getting uh, a push to the top of the Impact car? Uh, yeah, I think he will. I think they brought him back in that big spot as the like special guest. He had new music, new look, new attitude, and I think. Uh, 
You know, the guys have gone off to be the tag team in NXT. They're smashing it. And I think he'll do the same in Impact. And I think, as uh, as the guys have said, he'll, he, you know, he's got a great character and uh, there's potential there, definitely. And if they use him in the right way, that'll be uh, that'll be what we all want to see. And I uh, hope so. It turns out for him. No, excellent. John, do, do you watch much of Impact? I do. I do, actually. Uh, one, one thing I do want to ask, though, that I'm not up on, um, just so that probably SP3 will be able to answer this, is, is are they still giving the contracts how they've been giving contracts for the last goodness knows how long now since uh, since Dixie left. Are they still doing it on like a six-month or three-month and they do all the tapings and then you're gone kind of thing? Or, or are they a bit longer now? Um, from what I understand since the whole pandemic went down, they do like a taping maybe like once a month for like right. the next four weeks. And then, you know, you're, you're only there basically if you're going to work a year with them in the current situation, they're doing it like once a month. You do, you do all the impact episodes on access. You do your monthly special for impact plus, and then you're back a month later. So that's like the whole situation. As far as like the contracts, I know that Sammy Callahan got a two year deal at the beginning of this year. So I know that they're doing it more on like a yearly basis, but this is a, a very important time for impact wrestling and signing someone like Trey Miguel would be crucial because they just lost Taya Valkyrie. Then Moose's contract is up in June and he's a huge person that could be picked up by WWE or AEW. So it's a very interesting time in impact wrestling and it, whoever they could snag up at this time is going to be an addition. Hmm. Cool. And we could let them lose on our own pay-per-view to somebody from outside of the company. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> you, you don't, you leave still it, don't just see leave it, Justin. You still don't see the big picture. You don't want anyone to come back for the April pay-per-view. You want Rick Swan not to be pinned. You want Chris Saban to be pinned so they can be like, oh, okay, Kenny Omega's done in, in, in Impact Wrestling. He didn't pin the champion, so that was his one match. It just doesn't make sense. I just made it make sense again. He pinned the champion, so yes, he's going to be back. So he can pin the champion again on our next pay-per-view? It's stupid. We don't know that. We don't know who's going to win. You are assuming. And what's the first three letters of assume? Uh, what you call me to my face <laughs> and behind my back. <laughs> oh, no, excellent. Um. Uh, just before we do wrap up the podcast this week, has anybody seen the interview with Selena and Alicia? Has anybody watched it yet on uh, on YouTube? Oh, a few bits uh, of it didn't of go course, too well, uh, did it? <laughs> yeah, it is very. Uh, it's uh, you know, I'd, I'd cover your ears for some parts of it. It is quite uh, you know, it isn't PG. Let's put it that way. But Justin, what did you make of it? Since you watched it, uh, it's. It's so cool to me that these two ladies are doing stuff outside of the ring and on taking advantage of both of their social media platforms to have, uh, you know, forget what the ladies are saying. Look at some of these D-bags in the comments. I just want to punch some of them because uh, these girls are, are verbally uh, going at it and uh, I, I'm loving it. It's one of the best things going. Yeah, Of no. course, we are. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm a, 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 not unfortunately, but I'll tell you loud and proud. We, I am Team Alicia too. 
There we go. Got to support one of our own there. <laughs> Anybody else see it or no? No. I've saw it all, all over Twitter, a lot of it, yeah. And I've seen a few clips from the uh, from the actual interview itself, and it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, good. I like how what they're doing. I like how they're building it up. So excellent stuff. And it the, is the Twitter, more some of it's been, some of the yeah. Twitter's been uh, shocking. Yeah, Selena's <laughs> really been staring the pot there. Some of the comments on there on those tweets were uh, were horrific. So uh, I'm glad Alicia took the higher ground in it. So. So I'm gonna say. <laughs> so anybody complaining about me and SB3, we've kept it very civil, to be honest with you. Maybe we need to do a, a Justin Clapper SP3 similar style interview to uh, uh, you know what we can't because I, I got a lot of love and respect for this man. So uh we just have some disagreements, and that's what being friends is all about. Friends, oh. he's my wrestling mentor. He he's like he's like my trainer, Justin. So I gotta gotta bust his shops. <laughs> have me on the next true heel heat awa tribute show please yeah so when that happens you're the first person i'm calling oh, uh, but yeah this weekend plenty of wrestling going on indeed of course the royal rumble on sunday we also have new japan pro wrestling as well this saturday with their uh, new beginning event as well that will be main evented with the Never Openweight Championship match between Shingo Takagi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. What a match that uh, should be indeed. Certainly be watching that early Saturday morning, another early morning for USP3 there. Yes, I, I gotta see this match. This is one of my this is one of the dream matches in New Japan that I would love to see. Hiroshi Tanahashi is still one of the best wrestlers in the world. Don't get it twisted with his booking in New Japan. He just gets the little things so right in the ring. And Shingo Takagi's been one of the MVPs of New Japan. This is going to be hard-hitting, mixed with technical wrestling. And I think that it's going to be probably one of the underrated gems of 2021. Yeah, can't wait for that Saturday. And of course, if you do want to go to Japan, watch New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 16 hour travel packages are on sale now and you can secure your place for as low as 99 pounds and 125 dollars per person you'll get your flights included your airport transfers your tickets for the event and um, your hotel stay of course very close to tokyo dome and we get guided tours exclusive merch and also now of course as announced last week a special Q&A meet and greet with Dave Meltzer at Tudorkan Wrestling Shop. Plenty going on, more to be announced. Make sure you get on wrestlingtravel.org and get your place booked very, very soon. Justin's got his finger up. I just have my finger up because if, if Wrestle Kingdom is something that you're interested or thinking of going, please go to Alex McCarthy on Twitter. Go to Alicia Atude on Twitter. They have uh, they're helping us out with some special deals. Go check out their Twitters. Obviously, follow them and find out what's going on. But uh, they could they could save you a dollar or two or a, a quid or two, as you Brits say. <laughs> no, excellent. But, yeah, make sure you check that out as well. It's going to be a, a fantastic time there, early 2020. 
too. Um, but yeah, nearly wrap it up here, fellas, uh, for this week's episode. Of course, we'll just quickly go around. Uh, we'll start with Mad Dog. Where can we find you, your social? Is there anything coming up for you uh, in the next few weeks at all that you've got planned up? Yeah, always something coming up with the Mad Dog. So uh, I just hit a thousand uh, followers on Twitter this week. So uh, I was watching the indie indie wrestling expo and uh, caught up with some of the guys who were over there watching that. So I spotted uh, a Scooby Doo in the crowd. So I was like, "Oh, here's Scooby Doo!" And it, it turned out it was all elite Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, great to see that as well yeah and uh you know warhorse took a heck of a bump on that show but it was uh glad to hear that he's okay and uh you know it was a great little uh independent show there to watch that was interesting something a bit different for me to watch so uh it's good to see that there is still live wrestling going on my uh, next big thing is uh, instagram i'm on about uh 920 followers on instagram so when i get to a thousand followers on there i am going to unveil my new uh logo so uh yeah so make sure you nice. follow me on instagram and i'll unveil the new logo on there which is uh is something uh to look forward to for everybody so uh yeah and uh john scott i'll tell you what else i've got coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks i'm sure <laughs> is there any uh is there any scoop on what this logo looks like i think i saw it in the whatsapp group just a few minutes ago uh, oh it, okay yeah, yeah, get, get ready i'll do it again it's like this <laughs> it's something along those lines if i have any technical difficulties if i if i sit like that you know i'm ha everyone's happy and they don't know it's if i'm here or there you know it's like <laughs> you look crazy <laughs> that's why they call me the mad dog <laughs> it is it is indeed john scott of course thank you very much for joining us again this week from Powered 4 TV. Can you tell us where we can find Powered 4 TV um, and what it offers, of course? Yeah, so uh, literally powered4.tv, head on over. Uh, over 25 promotions currently uh, that we've got available, all with archives, of course. And uh, in the next couple of months, we're going to be freshening uh, a lot of things up. We're going to have, uh, I can't say too much just yet, but uh, we're going to have a new personality join us. Uh, Mike Angus alluded to it a little bit earlier. He's going to be doing a new show that myself and him are involved away from wrestling and into football. But as you guys across the pond know, soccer, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that name still, but we'll, we'll call it that. But that, that's called Added Time. And that will begin on the 7th of February, coming every week. So we're sort of branching out into other things. Um, and of course we're always adding new content, um, loads of stuff. We've just had, uh, which you guys mentioned last week, which is, uh, you had, a uh, Kim on from Ignite, which, uh, they had a show recently really looking forward to checking that out. Um, looked really good. Uh, it was great listening to her as well on your show. Um, and yeah, just loads more stuff on its way. We're really going to try and freshen it up, especially towards WrestleMania. Obviously, there isn't much wrestling going on at all, especially in the UK. So we've had to really adapt and try and find new avenues. And uh, obviously, like yourselves, um, we want to try and hit as much of that as possible for the audience and try and give them something uh, worth tuning in for. Uh, obviously, want to give a good, huge shout out to Wrestling Travel. And don't forget everybody uh, that's tuning in especially your audience, you can use the special promo code TRAVEL. Uh, go and check out powered4.tv. Like I always say, look, go over there, just have a look. It's all available. It, it, there's no hiding what we have. It's all there. You can see what we have before you put any money down 
there's even free content on there as well. So please go over, check it out. Um, and like I say, we're going to have a lot of uh, new additions coming on in the next month or so. Can't wait to see uh, who will be joining the ranks there at Powered 4TV. Um, SP3, True Heel Heat, where can we find your stuff and what's coming up for you in the future? Well, first of all, since he just talked about it, you can find True Hill Heat on Powered 4 TV. They always do a great job of putting up our content over there. You just pop up and you can binge watch all the all the great stuff that we got there. You can also find us on our YouTube channel at True Hill Heat. We're less than uh, 40 subscribers away from 1K. So we're closing in on that milestone. We want to make it happen. We got big, st big stuff going on over on the YouTube channel. This Saturday, True Hill Heat 110. We're going to be live 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, I believe it's 3.30 uh, BST over there for you folks in the UK. We're going to have a uh, great uh, wrestling theme maker, uh, John Kernan, as well as AEW Dark's own Vert Vixen of Mission Pro Wrestling. So they're going to both be on there as guests on that show. And then Sunday, we're going to have a live roundtable review of the Royal Rumble. Uh, about 45 minutes after the Royal Rumble concludes, we'll be live on the YouTube channel. So definitely subscribe over there if you haven't already. Like a few videos. There's plenty of daily content every single day on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, True Hill Heat. And every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. BST, Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, not Wrestle 2. We got our own YouTube channel for Wrestling Daily, and I'm on there every single Wednesday with Alex McCarthy. Fabulous indeed. I can't wait to see you hit that milestone on YouTube as well there. We'll uh, maybe, shall we try and give that a push a bit later, Justin? To... Yeah, 100%. Stop yeah, what you're doing. let's put it out there. <laughs> Stop what you're doing right now. And not just here, – here's the hard part that I learned from SB3 a long time ago. You can't just go to YouTube now and hit subscribe and leave because YouTube thinks that you're a robot. So, um, and there's no better reason to sit and watch some of these videos. You got to watch some of them and hit subscribe because otherwise, uh, your 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 like or your subscribe goes away. But you're putting out content. The saddest part about you not reaching a thousand yet for me is I know how hard you work, my my friend. I know no, the you. hours you put in. I don't know when you sleep, and you're you're taking care of your family um, in between wrestling spots. So uh, <laughs> to me, it's it's a it's a it's a travesty that you haven't reached yet. But I know you're gonna reach it. I will. I don't have much Twitter followers, but I'm gonna put out everything I can, as always, to please subscribe, watch some of the videos, go through so that subscribe sticks and. Give them a couple thumbs up. It takes a few seconds out of your day. And, uh, you know, it goes for all of you guys. I mean, I'm, I support uh, everything that everybody does here because um, we we all support each other. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I want to reiterate that as well. Go and check out uh, some of SB3's earlier interviews on the YouTube channel that I came across just last week. I was doing a, a little bit of a stalking with <laughs> SP3, and I, I'd gone all the way back. Man, there's, there's some funny stuff. That's all I'll say. It's worth going back to check out some of the interviews he did with some wrestlers, some funny stuff in that. So no better reason than to go and check out and subscribe now. Thank you, guys. Amazing. I'll be certainly checking out those earlier interviews indeed, now you've mentioned that, John. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, also just want to quickly thank our friends at Wrestling Trader. Uh, you can find all your wrestling action figures and memorabilia 
at www.wrestlingtrader.co.uk. You can find them on Twitter as well, at Wrestling Trader. Some new exclusives there at the moment, so make sure you check them out. Of course, as well, you can check out the Wrestling Travel Wrestle Merch Central store as well. Some fantastic stuff um, on sale there. And we should hopefully as well very soon have our new T-shirt design that was made proudly by Rich Baker of Style and Profile, which we announced um, earlier this um, week. Um, but, gentlemen, thank you very much, as always, for joining us on episode 28 of the Wrestling Travel Podcast. And we'll see you again next Thursday at the same time.